text for this morning came from Exodus, the 31st verse. And in this reading, we find that the Lord is speaking to Moses. The Lord is speaking to Moses. The Lord has called Moses into his high place, Mount Sinai. And he's called him there to give him some instructions. You see, God the most powerful, God the great creator, has called Moses into his high place to give him some instructions. The instructions are to be given to the children of Israel because Moses had led the children of Israel out of slavery and bondage out of Egypt into the base, or to the base of Mount Sinai. Yeah. And they are waiting to hear the word from Moses. Yes. Now Moses is the first pastor. Hello. Moses is the first pastor. Jeremiah, God tells Jeremiah, I'm going to give you pastors that are after my own heart. And so Moses is the first pastor. Moses pastors a congregation of millions that came out of Egypt. And now they're at the base of Mount Sinai waiting on the word. Notice how God selects one leader. Amen. That's right. Amen. One leader. That's right. One pastor Amen. who is in charge over his congregation. Amen. And he gives that one leader, Amen. that one pastor, instructions. Amen. That's right. That's right. He gives them instructions. Now, Moses receives the instructions on number one. How they are to live a better life. Amen. According to the word of God. In this case, the Ten Commandments. But God wasn't finished while he was up there. He was the great architect of the church, the tabernacle. So he gives Moses instructions on how to build the tabernacle. How to build the church. And Moses receives the instructions. That's important. Moses receives the instructions. Now sometimes when you receive instructions, instructions can be misinterpreted. Uh -huh. Especially spiritual instructions. Because God's thoughts are higher than his thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. And so sometimes when he gives instructions, out of five nine minds can't handle it. Don't know what to do with it. And sometimes we misinterpret the instructions. I want you to know that when God gave Moses the instructions on how to build a tabernacle, he repeated it. And repeated it. And repeated it. All 
the dishes and I came out. She said, excuse me. I said, go and clean up the kitchen, baby. This is what you do when you go and clean up the kitchen. You wash the dishes. You drop, this is before dishwasher. You drop the dishes. You put the dishes up in the cupboard. You clean off the countertop. You clean off the appliances. You clean off the stove and the refrigerator. You sweep the floor. Yes, 
relationship, artistic. I'm going to give you some gifts, some ability, some artistic ability so you can make things. Uh-huh. See, these folks were slaves. They came out of Egypt slaves. The only time they saw gold prophet was passing by on the Pharaoh if they were close enough to see him if he had to come out to the slave fields where they were making bricks. They were making bricks. But they needed something else. And God was telling Moses, this is who I want for this assignment. He was calling in, this is who I want for the assignment. This is who I want. And I'm going to put inside of them everything that they need. He said, to devise cunning works, to work in gold and in silver and in brass. These are sweats. These are sweats. Don't know anything about working in gold. Don't know anything about working in silver. Those are precious metals. Don't know anything about working in brass. But God said, yes. I'm going to give them cunning workmanship. Cunning works so that they can work in these metals. Because I have need of that. Okay, then he goes on and he says, and in cutting of stones to set them, and in carving of timber to work in all manner of workmanship. Why? So that they can build the tabernacle. So that they can build the tabernacle. But he says, you know what? He says, Bethlehem, well, I'm not going to let you do this all by yourself. I'm not going to let you do this all by yourself. I got a partner. That you can work with. And his name is a holy air. And a holy air, and behold, I am given with him a holy air. The son of Ahishmach. Here again, we don't want you to miss up on what the holy air I'm talking about. God said, I want you to know. And he's from the tribe of David. And in the hearts of all that are wise hearted, I have put wisdom that they may make all. That I have commanded thee from Moses. Moses gets his instructions from the Creator, God. God makes sure that he understands the instructions. And then he tells him, I'm going to give you some help. I'm going to give you some help in Bezalel and Ahurah. Now, Bezalel and Ahurah are evil. When I was doing my research on this, by the way, I titled this message, Eagles, Pigeons, and Buses. <laughs> Eagles, Pigeons, and Buses. So Moses, God knows that Moses can't do this by himself. He needs some eagles. He needs some eagles. He needs some leaders that help him to carry out the mission, to carry out God's plan, to carry out God's vision. This is a Moses' vision. This is God's vision. Man. This is Moses' plan. This is God's plan. Uh, yeah. And he needs some help to carry out God's plan. So he calls the eagles by name. He calls church leaders by name. And one thing about the eagle, there's several interesting things about the eagle. First of all, there are over 60 different types. And two of those types reside in of North America. And especially one type, the bald eagle, resides in the United States of America. Now, eagles have a reputation for having power, authority, freedom, mm -hmm, dignity, and 
are meat eaters. And they are meat eaters and then they fly. Their wingspans can be as long as seven feet, which is taller than the average man. Eagles. Eagles fly on top of the air. Their updraft takes them up to about 10,000 feet. And they're up there on that updraft. And when they get on the updraft, they just, their wings, they just slide. They they just, until they get to the next updraft, and then they just float. For miles, then they get to the next updraft, and then they just float. 10,000 feet in the air. Other birds, they can help. Eagles. He had to give some church leaders. Church leaders are evil. Why? Because 
eagles. And the eagles follow instructions. You don't change God's instructions. You don't change God's instructions. He gives them to the pastor. And the pastor gives them to the eagles. And they don't change. You don't get creative. Uh -huh. You don't change stuff. You know, on your own. Oh no. And if you're in doubt, you ask, 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 and ask. So then it's clear. How many of you ever have taken that test? Where in high school, I took it in high school. Where they passed out that test and you read the read the instructions and, and uh you finally when you go through all the tests, you get to the end. And you know, some of your classmates, they just start taking the tests. You know what? Some of them just sat down, you may have been one of them. Sat down and just start taking that test. You know, without even reading. But the thing about it is, just check to see if you can follow instructions. The test at the very end says, now that you've read the text, just sign your name and turn it in. Uh -huh. that, that's checking to see if you can follow instructions. That's right, to see if you can follow instructions. Okay, so, therefore, eagles follow instructions. They follow instructions. And sometimes, when the pastor gives the instruction that comes from home, that comes from God. If you got a godly pastor, he's a gift to the church. Because he heals from God. He does what God says. And then he gives instruction just like God said for him to give. So, here we are. So he, that eagle follows instructions. That eagle, while he's following those instructions, he may get something wrong. Because, you know, they, they're here to build the tabernacle. They're here to build all the furnishings. They're here to do everything that is supposed to be done. And you don't you know that somebody got something wrong? Oh, absolutely. Somebody misinterpreted some instructions. And so as a result of that, Moses had to say, on their mercy seat, those angels that are on the mercy seat. Y'all know the mercy seat. Yes, uh -huh. yes. The angels that are on the mercy seat that's on the Ark of the Covenant, yes. which is, of course, in the Holy of Holies in the tabernacle. Oh, you Bible scholar. Well, maybe the wings didn't touch the first time. And so Moses had to say, well, in his inspection, Bezalel, a whore. Notice how he probably went to Bezalel, but why? Chain of command.
don't get mad, when they got proof, when they're criticized, they don't take their little marbles because they can't go their way and go home. Uh, 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 they don't, they don't, <laughs> and go home. I'm thinking of, of a little story in my neighborhood right now. There was a little boy named Jim. Why do you call you Jim? Little boy named Jim who had a bat ball. And he was the only child in this house. And so we'd get with all us kids in the neighborhood and he'd bring his ball and bat. Well, Jimmy would like to play things his way. So one day we all got fed up with Jimmy. And we said, you go ahead and take your ball and bat and go home. Because he going to take his ball and bat and go home. He took his little ball and bat and went home. That lasted about 10 minutes. And he came back because Jimmy was lonely. He missed the team, you see. He missed the other kid. No, Eagles. Eagles don't take your ball the best and go home. You know, just because things aren't going their way, they don't say, I'm done, I'm fed up, I'm walking out of here, you can't tell me anything, you can't correct me. Oh no, that's not the way eagles fly. That's not the way eagles fly. Then, God says, a horror and desolate My strengths are not Mother Dixon's strengths. My 
know that there are some of the most intelligent birds on the planet. But y'all didn't know that. There are some of the most intelligent birds on the planet. They can be taught. They can learn. And not only that, they can learn many skills and do many skills that was previously thought that only human beings can do. Number one, they've been known as war heroes. In World War One and World War Two, they flew over enemy lines, yes, taking messages, yes, you know, over yes, enemy lines. They flew through gunfire. They flew through yes. poisonous gas. They're courageous, these pigeons. They're brave, these pigeons. And I'm telling you, okay, also, these pigeons are messengers. Yes. Uh, they formed a whole message network during uh, the Roman times and also during Syria and Persia times. What they would do is they connected one city to another city simply by flying messages from city to city. It is known that pigeons can now help in rescue in the sea. They can identify, get this, they can identify yellow and orange life jackets in the sea and therefore lead the rescue teams in order to rescue those that are lost at sea. They're intelligent. They're intelligent birds. And they can do all kinds of things. So can the congregation of God. You're intelligent. You can do all kinds of things. God has given you all kinds of talents, all kinds of abilities, all kinds of gifts that He wants you to use. And He wants you to stir up those gifts and begin to move out and move those gifts. Become an eagle. No, no, no. I got news for you. Yes, he can. Who said that? Yes, he can. See, y'all thinking worldly. All right. You see, y'all thinking worldly. You gotta think spiritually on this thing. You see, you gotta think spiritually on this Yeah, a pigeon can become an eagle. In fact, he learns how to become an eagle being a good pigeon. Pigeon. That's not a new word. Doing a good job in pigeoning. He learns how to be an eagle because God begins to give him additional talents, additional skills, additional ability because he knows what to do with what God has given him. Thurgood Marshall, black history, Thurgood Marshall, the first black uh, justice on the Supreme Court, uh, argued the case before the Supreme Court that, of course, came with the result of separate but equal. It's unconstitutional. When he was about 80 years old, he decided to leave the court. You know, they that's a life. You know, they, they, you can die off that court. Amen. You know, but, they, but he decides he wants to leave. He's about in his 80s, and he wants to take some time off, and he wants to leave. So the news reporter stuck a microphone in his place and said, why are you leaving? And in true Thurgood Marshall form, he said, because I'm old. And he said, okay. He said, well, what do you want on your tombstone when you're back? Thurgood looked at him with a straight face and said, I want them to say about me that I did the best I could with what I had. Amen. I did the best that I could with what I had. Yes. God expects you to do the best that you can with what he's given you. Amen. Yes. I don't care how young you are. Yes. I don't care what you look like. Yes. I don't care what you talk. 
He's got eagles. And eagles can become pigeons also. Just cause you an eagle in one project doesn't mean God gonna call your name. Come on. The eagle, another project. Because God can call anybody he wants to. He can call anybody that he wants to. On one project, I may be an eagle. On the next project, I got to drop back and become a pit and say anything you want me to do. Eagle picks up. She's the eagle now. She's in charge of the project now. And I, as a pigeon, says to her, even though I'm used to being evil in other, some other place, anything that you want me to do, yes. I'll help you. Amen. I'm behind you. Just tell me what you want me to do. Amen. That's what pigeons do. Yes. Pigeons say, tell me what you want me to do. Yes. There's no job too small. There's no job too dirty. Right. There's nothing that I'm not available for. Amen. So this time, I back back. Yeah. They love to be around something dead. Yeah. 
wonder why they don't get promoted. It's spiritual promotion. That's called your circling. Y'all know 
Let me tell you, they don't understand what the eagles and what the pigeons understand. Correction is not rejection. Let me say that again. Because some things are taught and some things are caught. Correction is not rejection. Amen. Correct, correction really is love. Y'all are parents. Y'all know y'all correct y'all children. Why do you correct them? Because you love them. You give them an instruction. You don't want them to get hurt. You want them to know the difference between right and wrong. And so what do you do? You correct them. You correct them out of love. When I first came here, I got corrected. Oh, boy, did I get corrected. I got corrected. It got to the point now. It got to the point. Pastor said, D, I got to talk to him. And I just walk in and say, <laughs> and this became fewer and fewer as we got to know each other. You know, as we began to serve together. You know what I'm saying? You know, I got to know how, how what God was telling him. Do you know in our ministerial meetings, three-fourths of the discussion is on what God has given this man. This is what God has given me in his heart. These are the instructions that God has given me for walking by faith. He shares them with us. He shares them with us and he shares them with you. He stands up here in front of this pulpit and he gives instructions. He stands in front of his pulpit and he gives instructions for you to live a better life because he loves you. Because God loves you. Absolutely. Because you're loved. So, correction is given because of love. Not because they're trying to hurt you. Not because somebody's trying to, try, try to make, make you have a bad day. Huh? They're trying to make you better. Trying to make you a better person. A better Christian. A better a child of God. Mm -hmm. And then, buzzers. Mm. If you don't think they can stand correction, they show up can't stand reproof. Reproof is criticism. Just because 
You're an eagle. Doesn't mean that sometimes you're going to be a pigeon. Accept it gladly and learn from it because God is still training. We're never out of training. Amen. Just because you're a pigeon and you have certain abilities and attributes doesn't mean that God isn't going to call your name to become an eagle in a process. Make yourself available. Stir up the gifts. Learn as much as you can. And then when God calls your name, step up. Step up in faith and do the job. Accept the assignment. I came to encourage you this morning to tell you to stir up your talents, stir up your abilities, stir up your gifts that God has given you. And then when he calls your name, just so like it is. When he calls your name, just come together with all the other pictures. When he calls your name, be willing to follow instructions. Have the right heart and right attitude. Be willing to accept correction. Be willing to accept reproof. But most of all, be willing to follow the pastor Moses that God gives the instructions to in order to fulfill. Not Al Dixon's plan. Not Mother Dixon's plan. Not Katrina Miller's plan. Not Minister Ragnar's plan. Not Brother Cliff's plan. Not uh, uh, Sister Gloria's plan. But God's plan. God's vision. It's his vision. It's his church. Are you an eagle? 